I'm sorry I'm late. I was having the most wonderful dream at one o'clock in the afternoon. What was the dream? Tell us. I was making a series of increasingly haunted lasagnas while working on build engine maps. So the first lasagna was normal. The second lasagna looked like one of those like chef club lasagnas. It had like ramen noodles and like American cheese in it. Ooh. And then the third lasagna had like chocolate in it. But I stopped. I I had to wake up at that point because I had to come <laughs> here. A suspects lasagna. You're literally just describing lasagnas I make in my own home. <laughs> <laughs> Bran, if you can hear me, knock twice. Bran. Bran, if you've been talking this whole time, I got some real bad news. That's so embarrassing. Oh, that's so embarrassing! No! Oh, no, oh. Bran. Oh, 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 I saw him light up. I saw him light up. Speak. Consult the audio wizard. <laughs> Consult the audio He'll know what to do. Who named things wizards? Um... King Arthur? I don't know. Where did the wizard come from? I think it was a great choice, but I just want to know. Wizards date back to Microsoft Publisher. Okay, alright. So, like, Microsoft were like, what should we call this thing that lets people create nice looking documents without being good at Publisher? I know, we'll call it a wizard. It's a product of its time when, when there were lots and lots of websites that were called, like, insert title dungeon. <laughs> no, it isn't. And, and I think, I think uh, uh, the GLA should become the gentleman's dungeon. Wizards Lunchtime Association. We're all wizards now. Wizards Lunchtime Dungeon. <laughs> wizards Lunchtime Dungeon isn't bad, although it's so contrived, I would have to explain. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Lunchtime Dungeon. I'm your host Specs here with Mike. Hey there, folks. Raisinbran. I am the Cast Iron Wizard. Catsman. Bagidio Games. And Shiny Missing No. Clungeon. Is that a reference to the town of Clun in Wales? Yes, I live there. I live in Clunge. Nice. Doxed. Get drunk on a Friday night and I'm walking home and the cops throw me in the fucking Clungeon. <laughs> you only get one phone call you have to talk to the justice wizard to find... <laughs> oh it looks like you're trying to get out of jail <laughs> my justice wizard isn't even the paperclip it's the yellow search dog from windows xp do you want to search for pictures no i've never wanted to do what i need 
I feel like we owe it to something to talk about how shit this game was we went on about how shit fallout 76 was for about five podcasts in a row and cyberpunk deserves to be shat on for just existing where do we even start i've had a look through the development history of this and it was announced in 2012 so long time ago i don't think it went into full development until 2017 we got the first major gameplay footage in 2018 from 2018 to 2020 when the game finally released it looks like everything just went backwards steps. Presumably the demo they made for E3 2018 was actually not integrated into the full game and was just like a proof of concept kind of thing. They repeatedly said that the release date was some time and I think it changed four times the release date in the end. Yeah. And it came out and it wasn't finished and it needed day one updates that were about 35 gigs in size and it still didn't work. An entire Max Payne 3. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember when people were like, haha, Max Payne 3 is so large. Thank God that video games aren't going to get any larger than that. Oh boy. There were multiple features uh, removed from Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, it's 2077, right? Well, it came out in 2080 eventually. One of the biggest ones was wall running, which they just had advertised multiple times. And then... You mean parkour? Yeah, had to do level design. And we're like... Oh, that's too hard. Yeah. That's just not. Are you fucking kidding me? Wall running is like in every goddamn AAA game and they couldn't put it in their fucking game. That's just easy. I think the biggest thing for me that was a feature was the like class system. Yes. So originally there were going to be like nine classes and then they scaled that back for the uh, either the 2018 or 2019 demo to like you could define your backstory in the character creation and say like uh, so I was born here this person was my mentor or like the person I looked up to here's the reason I've come to Night City that sort of thing and then they scaled that back even further for the full release to you get to choose one of three beginnings to the game and they affect nothing and they're quite clearly drastically cut down because um, I did the Sons of Anarchy playthrough because that felt cool and Yeah, it's the first 45 minutes and then you meet Jackie What's-His-Face. And I will say the presentation of the game when it's not glitching the fuck out, like it does, it does have like a good kind of sheen to it, like like props to the voice actors and the actual like art department. But yeah, everyone will notice this. There's like basically a montage that happens about like 30 to 45 minutes in the game, no matter what intro you pick. Yeah. And it's quite clear that that was supposed to be like kind of the the tutorial area, kind of like demo sort of playground before like the game like really like opens up and you have the central Keanu Reeves plot start. That montage, those are pretty clearly like supposed to have been actual cinematics in the game. And the montage is just like cut sections of the game, do you think then? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's really weirdly cut as well. Like when you watch the montage, everything like changes so quickly that it feels like a very rushed together montage because like every clip is about maybe like a second and a half long before it goes on to something else. So you barely have time to like actually absorb the information before it moves on. 
Furthermore, in order to stream it on Twitch, which is where I've watched it, you have to turn off all the music in the game. Boo. So that montage is just like there's just no music. So it's really <laughs> it's, it's really jarring to watch. So you don't you don't have any of the like it's it's just really weird. It's just a silent montage, but sometimes you hear people slapping each other and stuff. It's weird. Weird, weird, weird. But yeah, the fact that like you it, it is so reduced from what was originally promised of like all of this huge like tree of different things that you could have come from and go towards to like three options which have literally zero impact and like i watched the um the corpo line is the one that i watched and i didn't they didn't even finish playing it um but it's it literally doesn't really explain anything about why you're no longer a corpo you you like start there and you're at your job and then you just suddenly get fired and then the montage happens it's weird it's very weird here's the thing though in like the sea of glitchy combat and i went like shotguns and unarmed and i will tell you there is exactly pretty much just the base unarmed animations you don't unlock anything when it comes to unarmed besides like the more you do light attacks it charges up so your power attack is stronger like that's that's the extent of what you unlock besides just damage increase and the unarmed combat from what i've seen just looks like flailing as well there's like nothing to it yeah yeah no it's it's janky as hell it's yeah there's no kind of sense of physical connection it's 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 jank fest all out the ass like the thing I was getting at though is in the sea of kind of like uh like all the janky stuff, there are some of those really good story beat kind of moments. Like the team that was in charge of like kind of presentation and, and at least like the actual cinematics and, and interactions on that sense, like did a great job. Good dialogue, good acting, at, at times some really great animations. I think the um the scene where you go basically to the brothel where someone like tells you like existential advice is framed really well. A lot of great art design for a gameplay system that is really kind of fucking shit. And people should have fucking seen this coming because the gameplay in The Witcher was it was it was passable, but like that specific style of RPG progression and randomized loot is fucking awful. How much of the issue with cyberpunk is the gameplay, though, versus the fact that it's literally just so fucking broken? Most of the complaints that I've seen haven't actually been about the gameplay itself. It's been about the fact that it's, it's not at a standard that it should have been released, basically. No, no, the gameplay is also fairly broken. Uh, it's it's fairly limited options, and the worst thing that could happen in an RPG is you start to feel like you're playing a single player MMO, and it feels like that very quickly. It just it's just like a shitty set of MMO quests, and then like some good story missions. You know, they don't quite get to the level of like Deus Ex in like you can absolutely approach this from any way possible. But yeah, it's. It's really, really limited in terms of in terms of the overall gameplay. Um, I don't even know if modders are really going to try and rescue it either. The thing is, like, we've been sold a lie, essentially. This game had 13 million sales, and that's after all the refunds for people, like, who were allowed to refund it because it was broken. There's the PS4 and Xbox One releases that just didn't work, that run at, like, 20 frames per second maximum. There's nothing you can say that will stop people from buying the latest buggy, unfinished, crunch-developed, 60-plus dollar AAA release. Very true. The problem with that is that, like, 
people didn't think this was going to be like shitty and broken when it came out. If they'd shown what the game was actually like before it came out, then people probably wouldn't have bought it, right? Uh, I don't know about that. I think people still would have bought it. Yeah, they probably would have pirated it instead. People might have still would have bought it, but why would they then show that it was shitty before it came out if they were a company that a whole bunch of people had invested in and they needed to make money? It's just dishonesty. It annoys me how many games come out these days that are just like broken on release and then they say oh we'll fix it or whatever but they've already made the money it's like grounded came out and me and shiny played it and there was about 30 minutes of story content in that game and then it was like you'll have to wait for the updates and millions of people bought that game on the idea that there was going to be shit to do in it and now they're like well we've got the money we can continue to develop it and like actually add those things that you wanted in the game games are all just kickstarter projects now the difference is with ground is that it was advertised as being like an alpha version of the game cyberpunk was meant to be this is the game that we've been making like that was meant to be the full release and there's whole parts of the city that just aren't they just don't exist you can't walk into that yeah they just don't let you walk there so i think the level to which cyberpunk has missold i don't think that that should be legally allowed yeah it's awful but the fact that it is and people will still buy it and people will make excuses for it is just like it's fucked up to be honest it's really fucked up yeah i think this is an issue with like games being able to be updated and like fixed in post essentially i've talked about it a couple of times before but i do miss when games were just released and that was the game that was out like older games you know like n64 and stuff yes they had breaks in them but it wasn't to the extent that you couldn't finish the game i think some companies have gotten better about like really really clearly just spelling out that this is early access but everything's got early access now just make the game and release it so baldur's gate 3 literally advertised as if you want to play baldur's gate 3 like wait till it's released like this is this is if you want input and and to help us out yeah that, that's fine and i think that's fine as long as you're transparent about it like they're advertising a game like that then like you know go for it but cyberpunk very clearly did not do that <laughs> Yeah, if you're advertising a completed product like Cyberpunk and then it comes out and one, if you don't have an internet connection or if your internet connection is slow as shit, you buy that game and you're playing on 1.0 and people are just walking through walls and like disappearing out of nowhere and things like cars are falling out of the sky and it's like I've bought a game that clearly isn't finished. Here's the thing, like... I don't even think it necessarily has kind of the bones of like a game that you could build on and eventually become like this this fucking great game. Like it seems like so much was taken out. Yeah. And like so many features were kind of compromised on. It's never going to be the game that they advertised. All of this is absolutely moot. Regardless of the quality of the game, it's part of the AAA hype machine. A load of people suffered to make it. It came out. It sold millions. It wasn't as good as people thought it would be. People have moved on. They're now excited for the next thing that won't be as good as they... What's the next thing? What are we excited about? Uh... The coronavirus vaccine. Yay! <laughs> I'm in the early access for that. Oh, yeah. Is it buggy? Um, I felt like kind of shit for the first uh, shot, but like it wasn't that bad. Like, hey, it worked on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Which one between Cyberpunk and Fallout 76 had a more catastrophic release? 
or just general timeline? So in my opinion, Fallout 76 went on for long. I mean, it's still early days for this. This could continue to be bad. And there's been patches that have broken like quest progression for cyberpunk and stuff. So we're still seeing some of the shit that happened with Fallout 76. But 76 was like a slow burn of shit happening over and over and over again on top of not having all the content at release. Cyberpunk, though, I think is a massive initial shock compared with um, Fallout 76 because I think there was more broken at release on Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. which is strange to say because 76 was was ass. Well, some of the stuff with 76 was like the fucking pre-order package and stuff, which... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> The shit plastic bag. The thing with Fallout 76, though, is theoretically, you know, it's an MMO with like settlement building and all that shit. So like you theoretically could just like wait and then go back in and play like, oh, wow, this is a really great game. Most people who got Cyberpunk pretty much tried to play it through. And so they'll never go back to fucking to fucking play. They'll never see the fucking Mm -hmm. good game. Like, I think that's the that's the real like catastrophic kind Mm. of fucking thing like maybe in like a few years people will do like a second playthrough but like it's like doing a second playthrough of like red dead redemption you put so much fucking time in it and like the game makes this effort to be like this incredibly rich playthrough for the one time you play it that like yeah no no one will ever see it yeah it's gonna be really hard to convince people to go back to a game like that like Fallout 76 you know it's an online game so you can just like pop in and see what's it's an ongoing experience yeah exactly it's, it's kind of built with that. Games as a service. Yeah, exactly. You go into it assuming like this is going to be supported for a long time. There's going to be new stuff. Like that's not the case with a big single player RPG. Yeah, like Fallout 76 has the opportunity to kind of make up for it. Exactly. Whereas Cyberpunk is just fucked basically. Yeah. But they haven't lost any money of it. No. And that's shit and I hate it. I think this game needed another year in the oven and they had to release it because they were already way past deadline. Especially with the console generation too, right? Like they definitely wanted it out on PS4 and so they kind of, they just kind of get to get out. The original statements for this game was that it was going to be made for PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, when that's where it runs the worst. (laughs) And it was like, it's for these, but it will also run on the new, like next gen. And then when it actually got to the point where it was well past it, they had to be like, no, it's made for the next gen, but it will still run on these. But it fucking doesn't. It needed another year in the oven, and frankly, there's so much fundamentally broken. I don't see this ever becoming like truly, I guess, what people imagined it in their heads as, no. or even something like like a really strong AAA uh, action RPG. Like I, I'm calling it. It'll never be good. There you have it, folks. There's one more thing I want to say about this. So CD Projekt Red got hacked a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah. Apparently the source code for early builds of um, Cyberpunk 2077 has gone to auction and been sold. Sold? Fucking sellouts. Release the source code. Now, this is not the first time this has happened. Yeah, It happened in 2018, didn't it? It happened in 2017 as well. And people are saying this is very Boy Who Cried Wolf because mm. uh, it's a very similar statement they've revealed saying we don't negotiate with hackers, yada, yada, yada. Nobody saw anything from like the first time they were hacked. So people are wondering if this is a deflection tactic to take some of the heat off CD Projekt. 
it's a very Trump public media kind of kind of stats, oh kind of style thing to do because you because no you you it's like oh there's this controversy I'm going to just throw another thing in there like it's it's wagging the dog distraction tactic yeah it's the whole conservatives are really shit at their job but look Labour really hates Jews it's it's that you know yeah. <laughs> Can I please deliver the Princess Diana update? I've been searching. Like, Princess Diana's been back in the news recently because of that Princess Diana memorial flavor panda pop. There's a lot to unpack here. First off, for the Americans out there, there is no Princess Diana memorial flavor panda pop. Panda pops were a ubiquitous brand of soft drink that you'd only find in like dodgy pubs that your parents took you to when you were like a wee beastie and you would like you would be handed like a warm panda pop for like 39p over the counter and just as quickly as they appeared they disappeared because it turns out they had been made in very unsanitary conditions princess diana returned to the news because of a photoshop of a princess diana flavored panda pop are you saying this panda pop tastes like princess diana <laughs> princess diana got into the news and now sent me down a princess diana rabbit hole to this guy on redbubble i've got princess diana things i can hook you up with i will not say them because of uh, uh, uh certain laws in your country <laughs> <laughs> So let's just go through some of this Princess Diana merchandise now. Because there's this guy called Die Hard Superfan who sells MS Paint Princess Diana creations on Redbubble. The first one is Diana questioning Moon Creature's greeting card. And uh, it is in the form of a joke. The setup is, why did Diana not fasten her seatbelt? The punchline is to get to the other side. Sad smiley face. And there's a picture of some clangers. What do you think? I give this one a Diana out of 10. Oh, I don't even. <laughs> uh, the second one, Diana Slothful Cat t-shirt, £15.39. Garfield says, I hate Mondays, but I could never hate her. Overlaid with an image of Princess Diana looking washed out. <laughs> I think the best one is this hideous picture that they've put on like a flask that's, I, it's like someone's extremely bad drawing of Diana gurning. Yeah, she's got different sized eyes and she's got grey teeth. She's very dark in complexion and her hair looks like... Oh my god, yes. Okay. Her hair looks like... Steel wool. Yes. This is very, uh, that restored picture of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> very, very much, yes. That was the first thing that came to my mind, yeah. Oh, it's only £1.74. That's a that's a good price for a, pic, for a ghoulish picture of Princess Diana. Diana, not again, my dearest boy. Don't let her get you like she got me. Oh, my God. It's a picture of Diane with... What's that? Is that... Is that Harry and Meghan? I actually can't tell the royals apart. Yes, that's Harry and Meghan. She's trying to rescue her son from the queen who killed her. Yeah. That's why her ghostly hands are on his head. <laughs> I just like the one where she's been photoshopped onto uh, the Madonna with, um, with like a little prince sat on her knee as baby Jesus. <laughs> Saint Diana. 
I think the lost one is my favorite. But the thing is about the lost one is that that makes it look like this is not done in sincerity. I mean, if this was done in sincerity, I would be even more worried about the psyche of this cursed country than I am right now. People are like this, though. People are like this, yeah. I'm a proponent of the mummy theory, which is that obviously, you know, like a hundred years ago, there was mummy mania and British people would go over to Egypt, steal a mummy, and then they would grind it up <laughs> and sell it as like an aphrodisiac. And I think that that has actually put a mummy's curse on the entire country. Yes. Damn you, Tutankhamun. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do. Do you want a specs game? Speam? Ah, uh, do I? This, this is a new game. Is it long? We can cut it off if you guys don't like it. <laughs> Talking about the game, not my foreskin. Right, so I need teams of two. So we may as well do Mike and Bran versus Cats and Shiny. All right. Oh, country wars. Oh, no, he's Shiny. You're stuck with me. Oh, no. This isn't trivia. You don't need to know anything for this game, okay? Oh, that's good because I don't know anything. I've never known anything in my life. This is a game I'm going to call Spinks Kinks. <laughs> oh. Ooh, all right. Roll it up the sleeves here. I'm going to give you a sexual fetish, okay? I don't want I one. I don't want one. <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to each write down the first game you think of, a game that you think would exemplify that fetish, okay? Wait, you have to write we this write down. We write it down in the chat. The reason you have to write it down in chat is because this is a team game. So okay. if the two games you've written match, so say uh, you both write, I don't know, Super Mario Brothers, you get a point. Unless it matches my fetish, in which case you don't get a point. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so to give an example... It, let's say I said mushroom fetish and Bran and Mike both wrote down Super Mario Bros and I had also written down Super Mario Bros. They get no points. They get no points. I'll just go back and forth between you. So Mike and Bran, your first fetish is Vor. Your first fetish is Vor. Please provide me with a video game. This was a pretty easy one for me. So if you could both at the same time now say your game, <laughs> I'll edit it to sound good. Kirby. Yoshi's Island. Mine was also Kirby. No points for you guys. I'm sorry. Very sad. So, other team. BDSM. <laughs> Shiny, can you read yours out, please? Yoshi's Willy World. Catsman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zenbound. What is Zenbound? Uh, it's a game about bondage. Okay, well, I went with Bayonetta. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's like, uh, yeah, come on. Bran and Mike, your next one is Bukake. Oh, um, all right. Mario Sunshine. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Mike? Uh, genital jousting. I went with Splatoon. I was thinking Splatoon. <laughs> <laughs> Splatoon is very good. No points. Scat for the other team. Scat. Poo poo. Shizer. <laughs> Immediately new. Catsman, please read yours. Spire of the Dragon. What? I know, I've just remembered why you know, Spyro you the know. Dragon. <laughs> uh, left arm of the Forbidden One. Um, uh, Shiny? I, I said Super Mario Sunshine. I think that's a, a, a fair answer for that. I went with Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. Uh, of course. Classic. Yeah. Um, next for the other team, Pet Play. Ooh, okay. 
If you don't know Spire the Dragon, just Google Spire the Dragon Subway Sandwiches. <laughs> okay, Bran? Mario Odyssey. Pokemon. So I went with Twilight Princess. <laughs> Cats and Shiny, your category is furries. Oh no, this is too obvious. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing. You gotta like think against like what would be the obvious one, but then that the other your teammate would. Think. That's the thing, yeah, because you still gotta beat me. I've just got to go with the obvious one because it was the first thing that entered my brain. I didn't think about these or anything. So you've both gone with Star Fox. I have also gone with Star Fox. So <laughs> no points. That's the closest to a fucking point. Next fetish is for Mike and Bran feet. Ooh, fuck. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Bran, what's your foot game? When you boot up the PS6, that's what it'll ask you first. Okay, so Bran's actually matches mine. Bran's gone with Fire Emblem Fates. <laughs> Presumably that's the one with Corin. Corin's yeah. always got feet out. Yeah, so that's why I went with Fire Emblem. And uh, Mike has gone with Fallout the Frontier. Yes, yeah, I went with Fallout the Frontier, which I, I, I do believe that that content within it, though, has, has since been cut as that mod has spectacularly cyberpunk style exploded. Oh, I know the mod you're right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, we can talk about that in a bit. Uh, next up for the other team, Cock and Ball Torture. <laughs> oh. I actually don't know what to put for this one. <laughs> Lawyer guy? <laughs> Why lawyer guy? <laughs> it's my game. I can make it anything I want. I don't have anything. Uh, I went with Final Fantasy VII. There's a scene in which uh, several characters talk about destroying um, the Don's balls. So next one for the other team, cuckolding. Okay, Dark Souls. Okay, Bran? Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles was also my answer. Ah! I was hoping someone would get it. Latex is the next one. Latex. The Resident Evil where Jill's brainwashed, but I can't remember which one it is. That's Resident Evil 5. There we go. Catsman? Mine's Bayonetta. Bayonetta. I went with Wonderful 101 because everyone wears latex in that. Bayonetta actually wears hair. She doesn't yeah. wear any latex. I don't know. Bayonetta when she bayonets. I haven't played the game. Uh, next one for the other team. Tentacles. Bran? Splatoon. Mike? Day of the Tentacle. I also had Day of the Tentacle. Ah. And the other team, uh, Voyeurism. Shiny? The Sims. Catsman? Dancing Eyes. What's Dancing Eyes? So Dancing Eyes is a game that occupies the same space in my brain as Mr. Mosquito, and I had them confused for a long time, but it turns out it's it's a different game. It's basically kicks, but um, you play it, you take the clothes off an anime girl's body. Oh, they've been on Newgrounds for ages, though. This was released by Namco in like the mid-90s as like an actual arcade cabinet, though. Fun. Weird. Uh, mine was also The Sims, actually. Oh. So, last one just to cap us off, because I think it's a funny one. Uh, other uh, team. Hold, hold on. No, no, no. They, they went first. Yeah. The tiebreaker for everyone. The last one is eggs. Everyone's got a different answer. Uh, from top to bottom, could you all read off your games, please? Yoshi's Island. Pikmin. William Hatcher and the Giant Egg. <laughs> Dark Souls. And mine was also uh, Yoshi's Island. So thank you for playing Spinks Kinks, the game where nobody wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah!
Let's talk about Mr. Mosquito, which was our book club game. The, the game that I absolutely didn't play and like couldn't even find like how to play. Welcome to the home of the Yamada family. I am sure that you may already realize that you are a mosquito, the insect that bites people and makes them feel itchy, the insect that creates a trail of swollen bites. As a mosquito, there is something that you naturally have to do. You have to suck blood. Please enjoy your summer of blood sucking. Mr. Mosquito, I guess you'd best describe as a really horny mosquito simulator in which you play as the titular Mr. Mosquito as he sucks blood from various members of a Japanese household. The funny thing about this game is that the people you're sucking blood from gradually get more and more crazed by their itch until they fumigate their entire house and almost suffocate. It's a very mean-spirited game. You just play as a single mosquito who ruins an entire family's life. Well, in the second one, you play as multiple mosquitoes. Who ruin and multiple, you ruin families multiple families' lives. lives. You ruin multiple families' lives, yes. Gameplay is pretty ass. You speed up with the right bumper, you slow down with the left bumper, and you can kind of zip around like a mosquito up, down, left, and right with the right stick. You use the left stick to steer, and you've just got to suck blood from highlighted points on the uh, on the people's bodies. What's good about the game, whereas the gameplay just like grinds to a halt and doesn't go anywhere after like the first two levels, what's good about the game is like just the humor because you get into fights if um, you get spotted by the family and they'll do, do like kung fu action moves to try and kill you even though you're just a tiny mosquito. So like the daughter will do a backflip to try and kick you and like crazy stuff like that. It's very funny. You get weird games like this in indie games nowadays but you never see anything like this like released as a box title and it's just... This was published by Sony. It's just such a specific time, you know, when people were making like weird games like this, like PS1 slash PS2 games specifically. This could only have existed then. Yeah. That's ex exactly what I was about to bring up. Like, this shit would not happen now unless it's by like a small indie game. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss this kind of shit. This, this shit is just so funny to me. <laughs> there is actually someone's making like a ripoff of it on the Android store. <laughs> so there's like an Android game called Mosquito Simulator that's practically the same thing. Oh, that's wonderful. The things I'd say about this game that are great are the voice acting. All of the voice acting is acted in a way that makes you feel as though the, the people reading the lines have never voice acted before, <laughs> but in such a good way that it just sounds really good. Yeah, it's charmingly crap. No, there, there's like a specific style, like there's a name for that technique where basically, yeah, you're using like non-actors and in ways it feels more real. I don't think this is that. No. It, does it feel real? No. <laughs> no, not at all. There's also a really, like, sexy voiceover lady at the start of the game who, like, describes your plight as a mosquito. And then, like I said, at the end of the game, the family almost kills themselves trying to defeat you. But, like, you have boss fights at the end of the game with each of the characters, and the dad sticks a mosquito repellent like, band to the top of his head and then shoots fireballs out of it at you. <laughs> um, the mum tries to karate kick you and like falls on her own head and knocks herself out and that's how you manage to suck her blood and the daughter just surrounds her entire room with bug zappers so if she knocks you into the walls you will die 
It's not really fun to play, but it's worth going through just to see these scenes happen and unfold. Yeah, the gameplay itself looked a little bit janky from what I it's, saw. Yeah. I only I sat in on Specs' stream for it. I didn't play it. I, funnily enough, I don't feel like I need to play it. You definitely don't, no. Um, but Mr. Mosquito 2 is twice as long. The family, after their trauma of the mosquito having sucked their blood all summer, goes on holiday to Hawaii, where they stay with an American family. And you can play as an American mosquito who's got a Johnny Bravo haircut and wears the American flag as a headband. <laughs> um, and then also torment this Japanese family as well as the American family they're staying with. He can also play as the original mosquito who follows them all the way to Hawaii, which is almost worse. Yes, but the game is Japanese only, so it was very hard for us to tell what we were supposed to do because you're given specific spots you need to suck blood from, but they're not highlighted like they are in Mr. Mosquito 1, so you've got to find them. So we had like Google Translate up trying to work out what the body parts were, and uh, quite often they were very inaccurate, so it took a while. But because it's set in America, they got English people to voice act the American family, so you can understand half of the game's plot in English. <laughs> very, very good. Ah! I'm surprised there's not like a like a fan translation of some kind for this game, because I think that the meme potential is like totally there. I don't think this game is very well regarded. It's not a good game, but it is a fun game. Again, you get like boss fights at the end of both of the Mosquito storylines. But the other thing is like with we couldn't tell from the Japanese side of things, but the English side is a commentary on like what Japanese people think that American people think of Japanese people. And it's it's amazing. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, well, no, that that is like a fucking that is like an interesting lens because, uh, like, I mean, all throughout like the eighties and nineties, there was this weird kind of American perception uh, of Japan. This was kind of like when a lot of companies were were sort of shipping overseas, and there was like a lot of kind of like workplace kind of cross cultural sort of stuff, and just like the misunderstandings of that. So, like, I'm a real American. I'm not gonna buy a Japanese tape recorder. I like American video games. <laughs> the American family you're staying with, or the, the Yamadas, the Japanese family you're staying with, are constantly just talking about how, like, they don't understand why the Japanese people are sleeping all the time. And it's because they've got jet lag, but, like, they think it's all cultural. <laughs> and anything that happens they think is cultural. They, they, th they say at one point they think that the Japanese have brought the mosquito to their house as a pet. <laughs> And that they just allow it to run free. So they're like, they're worried about upsetting the Japanese family by giving them insect repellent because they think it'll be like an, uh, an affront to their culture. That's incredible. It's perceiving Americans as more culturally sensitive than they actually are, honestly. Very, very true. Yeah, yeah. We don't give a shit about people's cultures. I do think that uh, you know, the American, the, the dad is like a roided up muscle man who who goes yes. everywhere in his speedos yes, and, yeah. and he constantly the fact that the dad is not you know just incredibly overweight and just insensitive and just like a loud boorish asshole shows a very charming kind of like still like love of america that's that's love of of a mythical america that doesn't really exist yeah yeah true 
but yeah, he goes everywhere in a speedo, and like he's always talking about bananas. He loves bananas, <laughs> yeah. and there's one bit where to to like make the Japanese people who holiday with them feel welcome. They've converted one room in their house into like a Japanese style tea room, and in one of the levels, you go there to suck blood from the male American, and uh, he's like practicing his Japanese so he can speak to the Japanese people, and the only things he's saying are like ninjas. Eat bananas and <laughs> random shit like that. Ninja ga banana o tabe mashita. It's really funny. This is the kind of racism that can bring us all together. Like I remember, uh, <laughs> I remember there was this video of this like middle-aged Chinese couple like trying Mexican food for the first time. You know, they're just like drinking and they're just like a chill, you know, middle-aged couple. Like their their son or daughter like brought them the Mexican food to eat in their house, and like they're commenting on how spicy it is. And the dad just says, "Hmm, this is why Mexicans make such excellent boxers. They're natural thrill seekers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's one bit where the family has a debate about why the uh, Japanese holidays are so small, and they debate whether they have small stomachs <laughs> so they don't grow larger because they can't eat much, or whether they can't eat much and that makes them have small stomachs, which stops them. It's like they, they go through a chicken versus egg effect of like, why are Japanese people small? And it's there is like a genuine kind of like charm of this I, I i would want to explore like kind of like this genre of of cultural perception more of just like these intensely like charitable and positive stereotypes like this genuine desire to understand another culture but just getting it completely wrong yeah it's interesting especially because it's like from a Japanese writer like saying this is what Americans think of us and so you've got two layers of abstraction there as well it's really interesting yeah the only other thing I'd say about the game is well it's really horny I've already said but there's a couple of levels where you just like you suck blood from people in the bathtub so like yeah I, I didn't perceive it as particularly horny but I only came in after all the horny stuff it's like uh, I don't know maybe the developers like got the horny out of their system. Yeah, it's not horny all the time. It's just maybe the first couple of levels of Mr. Mosquito 1, but Mr. Mosquito 2, like the whole soundtrack is just like sexy sax. <laughs> and um, there's there's one song that I've called Don't Stop Sucking Funk that, that just like, <laughs> oh it just, the lyrics are just like, don't stop sucking. Oh, yeah. I need your blood. I love your blood. I want to suck you so bad. Like, it's, it's like that. I've uploaded the whole soundtrack to my YouTube channel, so I'll link some uh, some stuff. I might even stick some of it in here. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely that do that. In. But the opening of the second game as well is like sexy sax in the background while uh, while the woman who at the time was voted as the sexiest voice actor in Japan um, like talks to you about your goal as the mosquito in Japanese. So uh, yeah, there's definitely an element of horn there, and they knew what they were doing with it. The other thing I wanted to say is um, the opening to the Japanese section of Mr. Mosquito 2 is like a parody of a Vietnam War flashback. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Oh, my God. But instead of like a silhouette of a chopper on the horizon, like getting closer, you've got the helicopter sounds and you've just got the silhouette of the mosquito gradually drawing nearer as like the, the father of the Japanese household arms himself with an AK-47, which 
he attaches a magazine of bug repellent to. It's great. This game is very funny and um, I don't think you get many games that are like comedy focused, but this game is comedy focused in a way that I haven't seen in a long time, I think. Well, yeah, and, like, a lot of games that are, like, kind of comedy-focused, like, are kind of one note. I know in, like, the fetish section I brought up, like, genital jousting, which is a very... It's 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 a funny game, uh, but, like, it is, it is just, yeah, hey, there's dicks. This has a few layers of humor, and I appreciate it, and I think it is funny. It's just a shame that the game is not fun to play and quite frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, the, the central conceit is that, like, you're a mosquito, you've got to suck people's blood and there's two stages to it first you've got to hit a particular part of their body and then you've got to like do a little mini game where you suck the blood um i'm so fucking sick of shadow of the colossus ripoffs <laughs> <laughs> where you look at like meters and you have to make sure that like then the person isn't gonna like slap you to get rid of you which will kill you the thing is yeah. that's fine to start off with but there's no real way to make it more difficult without making it just frustrating which is what happens so in the first game you have like a line that moves up and down and you have to suck at the the same rate that the line moves up and down or the tension meter on the uh, on the like sucky goes up and when the tension meter goes up too high they will slap you and kill you instantly and that's okay in Mr. Mosquito 1 and yeah it doesn't go anywhere it just it's harder to keep in line because you've got to either rotate your stick faster to suck faster or like they're more likely to wake up and hit you. In Mr. Mosquito 2 you don't have a tension meter and so you just have to look for the visual cue of when they're about to hit you and the visual cue is like half a second at most long before you've got to get out or instantly die and I've tried getting out on reaction and my my reaction speed is not fast enough to do it so Mr. Mosquito 2 is worse in that regard but everything else about the gameplay was better I like the idea of it it just doesn't work in execution I don't think yeah it, it doesn't work very well um, and then the fight scenes are basically you just mashing a button to like like hit sort of acupuncture points on the people to put them to sleep so that then you can start sucking their blood again and it's while the fight scenes are funny because of the weird animations that the uh, the enemies do in them they're not very interesting from a gameplay perspective really so i suppose the only thing left to say is what's our next game and we're doing yoshi's island next was hey. the plan i think oh okay oh shit egg 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 we're doing egg game so uh, hopefully more people will actually play that. I don't think people needed to play Mr. Mosquito <laughs> to get the most out of it. I think watch some footage of it. I mean, my, my full playthroughs of both games are on our YouTube channel, but watch some footage and you'll see what it's about. And watch the cutscenes because they're funny. Yeah, the cutscenes are great. I've been sitting on this for so long. I just need to bring it to your attention. Oh, okay. Jizz music. What? In Star Wars, you know when they go to the Mos Eisley Cantina and there's a there's a band uh, that's playing? Yep. Well, the music they're playing is jizz music. Yeah, because the instrument is called a fizz. A jizz band without a bith has its work cut out for them. A jizz band without a clue horn should find a new gig. Yeah. I've been thinking about jizz music for about f since basically since we had the last podcast. 
jizz music. Do you think people compose jizz music in real life as well? I'm down to sit sit down with cats and and make some jizz music. Um, Ooh. What I'm immediately thinking of is just kind of basically sort of the smooth, you know, the you know, it has kind of klezmer sort of vibes. Yeah, it's a bit Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, that'd be that'd be fun. Right, so what you're saying is, yeah, I should look for, like, compositional aspects of jazz music, because I really hear this is mostly focused on jazz music, jazz music players, the Max Rebo band. Oh, God, who's in the Max Rebo band? Evar Orbus and his galactic jazz whalers. Come on now. They're called jazz whalers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Size Noodles is the, is the CGI one with, like, the really, like, with the proboscis but there's like a pair of sexy lips on the end <laughs> thank you george lucas thank you so much thank you so much that one was more kind of a like a like sort of a jazz big band kind of thing it wasn't it wasn't yeah. kind of the cool uh most Eisley cantina one yeah they have different sounds Hmm. Are they both categorized as jizz music? They're both listed as jizz music in here, yeah. So so it's just jazz. There's lots of like subgenres of jizz music. Uh, there's jizz whale, owl blade, and glitz. Um, also jats, maybe. Max Rebo's band members. Max Rebo, and that is simply the stage name of Cerulean Fantelli. Yeah. Size Noodles, uh, Sexy Lip Proboscis. Oh, <laughs> There's Droopy McCool. Droopy McCool. <laughs> Rapper Toonie. I really hate the Star Wars prequels. Like, I hate them so much, especially the second one. I hate them. But the more time goes on, the more I miss George Lucas and his ability to just create absolutely inane bullshit like this. I miss you, George. What are you up to these days? Come home, George. I had a little George, George Lucas uh, bit of insight. <laughs> you had a run-in with him in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> when they were making The Force Unleashed and they were talking about like names for Sith and and stuff like that. I know uh, what you're they, gonna say. Yep, they had they had consulted George Lucas and it's like, okay, so what other ideas you had? And George George put forth the idea of Darth Insanius. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the worst one. He also came up with Darth Icky. Look, that's right from the horse's mouth, though. It sounds ridiculous now, but in a Star Wars context, you'd buy it just like Darth Millennial. Okay, let's do video game news. Um, there was a wet ass slapping sound effect used as footsteps in the Zen area of um, Black Mesa, the Half-Life remake. Ooh. <laughs> so one of the um, developers, the sound guy on Twitter, like revealed he implied that uh, the sound was him or his wife slapping the other person's wet ass. Nice. Very good. Nice. Yeah, that's 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 fine. It's better than like fucking Hitman 2 when when like the gunshot effects are just like throwing a rock at a trash can. Honestly, like I appreciate Foley work. Foley work is so interesting. I love hearing stories about Foley work. Like the guy who did Star Wars especially is crazy. Next news uh, is Nintendo leaks news related. So um, one of the things that we experienced personally is Super Hotshot Golf Robot. Oh, yes. Yes, the golf robot. I love him. 
Supershot Golf Robot is a game that was translated from Japanese. It was originally called Golf King, the King of Golf. It got two different um, localizations. So one of the localizations was of a normal kind of caliber. It was the European localization in which your golf coach was a kindly old man who just sort of teach you how to do golf and stuff. The American localization for the game had a robot that just berates you incessantly for not being as good at golf <laughs> as like the robot people who live in your society. And your caddy tells you that she was enslaved and forced to wear her hair in a regulation haircut by the robots. And the longer you go on, the more like hints you pick up of this golf dystopia in which humans only exist to like remind robots of how much better they are at golf. And like, for all intents and purposes, it's just a Game Boy Color golf game. It plays like a standard golf game like Mario Golf on the NES. But just it's got this underlying dystopian robot overlord future thing going on where the robot constantly insults you and tells you that he will give you a lobotomy if you don't play better. It's hilarious. It's absolutely incredible. I really wish they had released it. It looked like it was ready to release. And I, I assume Nintendo took a look at the localization and they were like, like, you know what? Nah. Then just redo the localization then. <laughs> no, that would get rid of the beauty of it. They had a perfectly normal localization in the European release as well. I just don't think either of the English versions of this released because maybe the market was oversaturated with golf games. Nobody cares about a Game Boy golf game. <laughs> Come on now, really? The other major things from the leaks are the Workboy PDA. The Game Boy had a cartridge made for it called Workboy, which worked as a PDA. What's that? Personal... Digital Assistant. That's the words, yep. I had one back in the day because I was cool and Same. had lots of important things to do on my PDA. It had a number of programs on it that would do things like convert metric to imperial, Fahrenheit to Celsius. It had a clock that could convert time zones. It had a phone book and appointment book uh, so you could book your appointments into your Game Boy. It had a calculator. It had a physical keyboard that you could attach, similar to the Game Boy printer. <laughs> so... Yeah, you could you could use your Game Boy as a PDA. There is footage on YouTube of someone who's managed to flash the ROM and um, has one of the keyboards and has it working. So honestly, that's interesting. it looks super cool. I wish I wish Nintendo had gone this route. It would have. I mean, it would have been another one of those accessories that didn't sell very well. And it might have done all right in Japan. Like. You wouldn't have to bring a PDA as well as your Game Boy, which you were playing on the train, right? That was the True. idea of it. I would have totally been that guy who's just fucking like in a meeting, jotting down notes on my Game Boy. <laughs> but it, it is so cool. Like completely. I mean, the Game Boy just doesn't have like the screen resolution, I think, to go as a PDA. Yeah. Oh, absolutely no. I would love to have been like 12 year old Catsman and I own a workboy PDA and I I like write my school assignments on it and then I print them on the Game Boy printer. Oh my god. <laughs> I hand in assignments <laughs> to my teacher on like an incredibly long roll of the, the like thermal <laughs> tape that you use to print receipts. <laughs> 
the last thing that I want to mention from the Nintendo leaks, this isn't actually part of the Giga leak. This is just something else that was found recently. Someone found an F-Zero cartridge for the N64. And basically, if they had multiple games on one cartridge for demoing or for like testing purposes, they just made a bigger N64 cartridge. So it's just like a really long N64 cartridge. Are you talking about really tall N64 cartridges? Yeah, really tall N64 cartridges. I think it's because they had all the the debug hardware and stuff in them, but it is it is funny just how tall they are. It's very funny. But someone found one that had F-Zero on it, but also had a 1997 build of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And it's got a lot of unused beta stuff from Ocarina of Time, including arrows that would react to each of the medallions that you'd found in the temples. So there wasn't just going to be a light arrow. There was also going to be a like grass arrow and a water arrow and uh, obviously fire arrows made it in, but you'd have like a spirit arrow and a shadow arrow as well. There's unused dungeon designs. The Deku tree is in there in its completeness. There's no like enemies or anything. It's just the layout, but it's like massive and sprawling. And there's like beta Hyrule Field in there. You can tell like some of the maps were obviously intended to be placeholders because they just look giant and square and really ugly. And the developers were like, oh, we'll put this in there and we'll replace it with something that looks nice later. Yeah, yeah. But some of it is like just completely different dungeon designs that uh, looked like they'd probably be a lot more freeform. They were very much like the water temple Mm. in a way, but like not water themed, obviously. I mean, this stuff will be eternally fascinating to me because like as a game developer, you never know if it's going to be good until you put it in. And that just naturally leads to like tons and tons of cut and altered content. And I love finding out about altered content and stuff. I know a lot of people think like they see beta stuff and they're like, oh, why didn't we get that version? This is very much not that. This is very much like, that's interesting. I wonder why they changed track. That's interesting. I I wouldn't have wanted to play a lot of these games in their original forms. Yeah. They probably wouldn't have been much fun. It's even stuff like there's a different layout for Cockery Forest. And it's like, why did they change this? Because it, it's got the same amount of buildings. It's got the same stuff in it. It's just set out a bit differently. And you've got to think, why did the game designers feel like this needed moving around? It might be a playtesting thing. It might be they wanted people on their first playthrough to visit certain areas. Yeah, that's probably it. Absolutely. Next news, Ansel quit Ubisoft. I don't think we need to dedicate much time to it. Catsman, anything to say? Fuck that guy. Thank you. Uh, Microsoft acquired ZeniMax very shortly after the PlayStation 5 revealed early launch titles for lots of Bethesda games, which I think was hilarious. Right. We're getting all of these games early, but now they're owned by our competition. No. (laughs) No. What I liked most from this reveal was like there was an interview with Todd Howard like talking about when they first started working with Microsoft to get Morrowind on the Xbox and he said because of the memory limitations on the original Xbox what they would do sometimes is when they ran out of memory space during the next loading screen the game would just do a soft reboot of the entire console it would like store the image in a little bit of memory so it could keep the image of the loading screen up and then would just reboot the console. (laughs) 
sick. Oh my god. <laughs> Whenever I sit down and I think, oh man, this is janky. I'm a bad programmer. I just think of Bethesda. I just think of them. Yeah, just stretching that engine to its absolute limits. Yeah, it's hilarious. My next news is that the Xbox One X, that's the last Xbox for anyone who can't remember. <sighs> I can't. The last box. Yeah, the last box. It went up um, on the Amazon sales ranking by 750% when the Xbox Series X was announced because people were buying the wrong console. Everybody's grandma went to the store and the man there said that this was the one you wanted. I hoped that we'd have Shiny here for this because I know how much she absolutely hates this, but like... Yeah, I wanted to talk about this because I fucking just hate Microsoft and and what they've done. So I'm going to go through, let me go through the Xbox chronology, right? Sixth generation, Xbox, fine. Seventh gen, Xbox 360. We've now skipped 359 Xboxes. Okay, whatever. Eighth generation, Xbox One. They didn't call it the 720. Meaningless, but at least consistent. They call it the Xbox One. We've now gone backwards. Middle of the eighth generation, Xbox One S. Xbox One S, you could, I mean, I don't know what S, maybe it's like an Xbox One, but small. Was it the slim model? Yeah, that was like the small version, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could mean small, that's fine. Xbox One X. Okay, so the, f the more x's there are the more powerful the console is that's the logic i've gotten out of this now and s means it's smaller the x means there's more xbox they should have called it the xbox one w for wombo <laughs> <laughs> they should have called it xbox one two jedi outcast <laughs> <laughs> The issue you got with the S and the X models is if you walk into a shop and see S and X, at a glance, you don't know which one is better. Yeah. Those are just letters. Yeah. Like, at least with new Nintendo 3DS, you know that a 3DS oh, probably isn't as good as new Nintendo 3DS. With Xbox One versus Xbox One S versus Xbox One X, they could just be color variants for all you know. Like you <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, 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 I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. All right, all right. Just Xbox and then parentheses 2021. Yes. <laughs> now that's beautiful, Mike, and they'll that's never do idea. that because it would make sense. And you're talking to a company that went straight from Windows 8.1 to Windows 10. <laughs> well, no, but if they do the if they do if they reboot the Xbox series, then then they can actually go to Xbox, you know, Xbox 1, Xbox Two. I want to see them go through Xbox 2 through 359 and then stop because they realize they'll they'll double name it. No, we're getting Xbox Academy before we get that. We haven't even gotten to now because now we're at ninth generation and they were like Xbox One Series S and Xbox One Series X. Now, uh, it's just Xbox. It is not I think one. it's just Xbox Series. Well, here's the thing. They're not series either. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> We're not getting Xbox Series S-A-S-B. Number one, the name is far too long. Xbox Series S. That's a mouthful. Xbox Series S. Number two, why does the addition of the word series now denote a more powerful console? It's so that they can eventually reveal that one of the series of Xbox was all a dream and then they can go back to before the dream <laughs> happened. 
it's like the way like applying for benefits in the United States works, which is they want to eventually make it so fucking hard that you need a master's degree to fucking do it. And that hopefully it'll just lead to people just buying the wrong one. It's really bad naming. Like every other console I can think of, the PlayStation, right? PS4, PS4 Pro. The Pro, obviously better in some way. But obviously not a PS5. PS4 Slim, you know, probably the same as the PS4, but it's smaller now. You can you can understand that, right? Yeah. And then PS5, yeah, it's it's fine. And PS5 Digital Edition, you know that it, it probably doesn't play... You could extrapolate it doesn't play discs because it's the Digital Edition. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> Whatever, whatever. Fuck this. I am I am going to be uh, uh, downloading my my hacked Xbox and it will be Xbox the Frontier. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. speaking of the Frontier, let's Mike, tell us about Fallout Frontier. Seven years ago, a group of visionaries got together to create something magical. A man who was incredibly talented, and I say that without any irony whatsoever, as this person was able to successfully script cutscenes in the New Vegas engine, decided to create a Fallout experience unlike any that had been seen before. This would contain flashbacks where you play as a completely different character. Nice. It would contain gritty voice acting. Drivable vehicles, which, again, testament to the actual mod team, actually work in New Vegas and don't feel like shit. But it would also contain artwork and assets and dialogue that are outright pedophilic. Oh. It would contain a sex scene with a death claw. (laughs) What the fuck are you describing to me? I'm describing Fallout the Frontier. Truly uh, an achievement, uh, the result of seven years of work, uh, none of which had like an HR department or something or someone kind of overseeing it to to say, maybe this scene where this underage girl says, oh, I guess I'm your little slave now, Uh, and then goes on about her feet uh, uh, and how smelly they are. No one kind of, I guess, caught that in sort of the buildup and, and development of this game over seven years. How how professional an enterprise is this? Is this like a fan-made mod being made by one person? Yeah, why does this matter? Why does this one matter more than all of the other, like, yowie fetish mods where you can play as a dragon and for someone? Well, it's a couple of different things. So, A, it is the sheer scope of the project. It is like a full game-sized mod for Fallout New Vegas. It is genuinely massive in its scope. The amount that they kind of promoted themselves and tried to get people to sort of anticipate the release of the mod. But then you also have the kind of genre of the YouTube sleuth detective, a la, you know, like the kind of QAnon and before that, like the Gamergate kind of people are more than excited to fucking data mine and and just like social media scan every kind of kind of big release the moment they have like a whiff of it. Don't play it. Uh, genuinely i mean it's not like playing it is going to go like support you know these people like it's free but don't play it because it's also bad 
other things, Amazon cancelled their new game, The Crucible, five months after it was released and four months after it was unreleased. <laughs> I haven't really followed the development of this game, but this was Amazon's first big game, which they had big plans for. The big plans didn't pan out. It turned into a MOBA, and then it was so bad when it came out, they unreleased it, went back to work on it for four months, and then decided that there was no hope for it, and they scrapped it entirely. Good job, Amazon. I'm so glad that random companies can't buy their way into like making video games honestly like yeah yeah it's interesting isn't it and actually i did want to give a brief mention to uh, google stadia rip yeah is that has that been closed down now it hasn't but google have laid off all their internal developers <laughs> yeah they're not making games anymore so they're not making any more games for stadia it's weird to think that Amazon, who are basically the biggest company in the world next to maybe like Apple, I guess. And Google. And Google. Yeah, I mean, Google as well have failed. Like Amazon and <laughs> yeah. Google have failed to make video games. Very good. Which is... And it's 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 something that's genuinely fascinating because like if you're gonna take like a anti corporate like critique of the whole situation, you look at things and it's like oh well people can just buy their way into fucking anything. And here is two very high profile examples of them not being able to do that. I am very glad. You ready for a segue? A Saudi prince has bought a majority shareholder in SNK Playmore. <laughs> So he's literally bought his way into video games. Why? I don't know. We'll see what it comes out to, because who knows? Maybe they have good ideas. I don't look at SNK and think that's a company that's going somewhere. No, no disrespect <laughs> intended. They're, hey, they've had a few big profile releases recently. They had the new Samurai Showdown, and they've got a mobile version of Metal Slug on the way. Uh, oh, great. boy. It's a remake of the original two, I think, and uh, they've got a new King of Fighters coming out soon. Yay. Waiting for a Chinese billionaire to buy, like, Obsidian or something. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Tencent have already bought everything. <laughs> When's a Chinese billionaire gonna buy me? Last couple of bits of news. NBA 2K21 came out. It had unskippable adverts in it, and it was a full-price retail game. Nice. Oh my fucking god. They said this was a bug, but that was just that that yeah. was just damage control. They wanted full price video game with adverts in the loading screens, which were unskippable. And probably also microtransactions too. Yeah, dude. There are fucking ad execs who who make fucking 10 figures a year who legitimately think people enjoy commercials and that these are fun to put in something. I have been known to enjoy a commercial from time to time, but... I don't see any fucking commercials. I, I, I don't watch television and I've got a good sexy ad block, so I, I, I only get the... I only get fucking Guga Foods telling me about Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> I only want ads on my time so if i'm watching like a top 100 british adverts compilation that <laughs> channel 4 have produced or something then yeah i'm down for that i'll watch that i don't want an ad interrupting what i'm doing thank you very much i will look for the ad if i want the ad speaking of which lunchtime dungeon is sponsored by raid shadow legend no it's not really sponsored youtube fuck off this podcast is sponsored by lawyer guy YouTube actually did re uh, remove 
podcasts because we satirically said that we were sponsored by something and didn't list it as a sponsored video. Did he actually do that? <laughs> yes, they Is that did. why they removed sexy Pope shoes? Is that why I'm that got I'm pretty sure. Down? It was like, you, what YouTube said was like, it had advertising in it. And I'm like, YouTube, everything has advertising in it. This is like <laughs> the one thing that doesn't. And they, they left it. They got rid of it. Bastards. Oh, yeah. No, no. I was just going to say, like, going back to, like, the fucking, like, deep learning thing. I was just thinking of ads that I actually do see. And one of them, it was on, like, Facebook. And, you know, everybody sees, like, the Wish ads. But, like, there was an ad for this moon lamp that was just utterly transfixing. And I know Facebook was, like, monitoring, oh, you didn't scroll past this because it's this little <laughs> orb of light that that is the moon. And you have some primal bloodborne connection to it that, that you're just seeing this, li this little it's the moon on your desk and you you, you can't look away it's it, you know the the sun's dark twin moon lamp i was just gonna say that i recently got an extension for my browser that skips ads that are built into videos and it's changed my life oh yeah what's well, sponsor block is that what it's called i absolutely love that but yeah, it just has like little green like highlights on the scroll feed of like where the ads are and just skips right over them. Oh my God, yeah. I think it's sponsor block. Absolutely pick it up because guess what? Fucking Squarespace. I've already heard about Squarespace a million times. I know it exists. Giving me another ad for Squarespace is not going to make me more likely to buy it. Like how many people do you think need to make fucking websites? There's a couple more leaks. I don't want to talk about them now. I think maybe leave them for next time. But um, Watch Dogs Legion's source code leaked, like the whole thing, apparently, just before release. So good job, Ubisoft. The other thing is Capcom had a major leak of data revealing like release predictions for things such as Street Fighter 6, a game that's just called Rockman or Mega Man, depending on your region. Oh no, is it a gritty Mega Man reboot just called Mega Man? We don't know anything oh, about it, we just no. know the name. Oh yes, 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 gritty I can't wait for Mega Man chest hair. <laughs> I am more than a robot. Do you remember when they were gonna make that first person Mega Man game? Yeah, the Xbox 360 Grimdark Mega Man. Can the reboot please please star bad box art Mega Man? Capcom will make it. They love <laughs> no, him. Capcom like bad box art Mega Man enough. Let's leave him out of this. The thing is, right, that when Capcom decided that they would cancel all Mega Man projects because they hated Inafune, like, Mega Man fans started making Mega Man games at a pace never before seen, and in my opinion, the Mega Man fans actually started making better Mega Man games than Capcom could, and when Mega Man 11 came out and I played it, all I could think was, this isn't as good as Mega Man Unlimited, so well done Capcom, you fucked yourself. They're also making Final Fight and Power Stone remakes. Mm. Uh, there's some extra Resident Evil stuff, which has probably been revealed on, on the reel now. And apparently Dragon's Dogma 2, which I'd be excited for. I mean, I like that Capcom are now making video games again. It's true. It's very nice. Always happy to see people making video games again. I've seen now a lot of projects where people have been going back to um, SNES games and trying to find the places that the samples that made them were taken from and like recreate the soundtracks in the original quality, which is always really interesting to me because SNES games, in my opinion, sound kind of like shit. And it's really cool to see people like going back and trying to make them sound good and not sound like muffled and horribly like bit crushed to fit on that like SNES sound chip. Yeah. We've got the whole of 
Mario world now has been recreated because they found all of the samples for that. Listening to the Mario world soundtrack from start to finish just makes you realize that Koji Kondo only wrote one song. He does that for a lot of the Mario games, but it's so much more apparent in Mario World yeah. for some reason. I don't know why. I hate the Mario World soundtrack. There was an interview with him where he was like, yeah, really sorry. The Mario World soundtrack is really undercooked because I was like getting to grips with like the sound chip and I wasn't familiar with it. And it took me a long time to write any music. So the game has like six different tracks in it and like four of them are just different arrangements of the same song. The thing I've heard about this, like, remaking or remastering for SNES game music is that, like, because the SNES had such a bad sound chip in it anyway, the samples that we used were quite often chosen because they were the least bad sounding thing on, like, the SNES sound chip. So actually adding back in the original samples doesn't make them sound that much better because they still aren't that great, like, a sample sound. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the game. I like those efforts where they basically are just just building it back up from the ground up because there is there is genuinely nothing worse, like even worse than the fucking SNES chip than like MIDI orchestra sounds. Oh, like Final Fantasy VII MIDI orchestra, like yeah, yeah, like clarinets in particular, just that whiny fucking like it's almost just like a fucking like square waver, like a saw, just like very very just piercing. It's because like general MIDI MIDI synth synthesizers only had like two to four megabyte ROM chips on them. So the samples you get on them aren't really that much better than Super Nintendo ones. But then there's what you lose further that even if like I got absolutely perfect fucking samples for this entire arrangement, but I'm just using the MIDI data, <laughs> like it doesn't matter if it's the highest quality, like best fidelity kind of thing. When you're composing for orchestra or when you're just playing an instrument, there's so much information that is not not picked up by MIDI yeah. that no, you're better off just having the sheet music with you and then just literally like paying like classical musicians to just play it to play this to a click. So it lines up and just building it up from that way, because like I, you see like the uh, the orchestral arrangements for like old Nintendo songs in, in Smash. And a lot of them sound really fucking great. And that's because they've got an arranger who's actually like, you know, arranged the music. Yeah. Yeah, but even even just doing MIDI to sheet music, you will get infinitely better than if you like, yeah, got samples of the London Symphony Orchestra playing like one second of a violin hit. Last news. Yuri Geller is allowing the Kadabra Pokemon card to be printed again. Wait, really? <laughs> when did this happen? This is a couple of months ago. Let me get a news article for you. Oh my god. He hasn't been on a card in like 20 years. He made a statement. Let me get his statement. I never realized how powerful and important it was for me to lift the ban on Jungella slash Kadabra, especially for all the kids around the world. I'm sorry for what I did 20 years ago, but you can learn from mistakes even more than you can learn from success. Mistakes into miracles. What a legend. The real magic trick was the friends we made along the way. I remember hearing about this, but can you refresh me on the details? Because I'm a bit foggy. 
Okay, so 20 years ago, Nintendo made Pokemon cards. For some reason, it was just the Pokemon card that Yuri Geller got upset about, but he he managed to get the printing of Kadabra Pokemon cards banned, saying that they were they were a joke at his expense, essentially, and that like the Kadabra was based on him. So he won a, a legal case on it, I think. I'm not even sure if he won. I think it was just like he scared Nintendo into not printing any more Kadabra Pokemon cards. Yeah, I don't think there was ever formal ruling on it, to my knowledge at least. Like, Nintendo were so litigious that they probably assumed everyone else plays by those rules. <laughs> I'm surprised, like, I-, I wonder, like, if he tried to push for him to be banned, like, in the games and, like, the anime, like, what would have happened? Would they just gotten rid of him i don't know yeah or maybe just altered him i guess like they did with jinx is this just because kadabra ben spoons i mean his name in japanese is his also, name yeah. in japanese is also yungara which sounds a bit like yuri geller ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, nintendo what are you doing so I've just looked this up. Apparently in 2008, someone from Nintendo was asked about this uh, controversy. They said the reason that the cards hadn't been printed wasn't because there was any legal precedent for it yet, but because there was still an ongoing lawsuit between Geller and them from the year 2000. <laughs> so for at least eight years, this was going through courts. God damn. Incredible. Screw you, Yuri Geller, and screw you, David Blunt. Nobody gives a fuck what you do anymore. The real magic was the podcast I edited along the way. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, no. This has been Gentleman no. Lunchtime Dungeon. Lunchtime Dun? Is it just Lunchtime Dungeon? We're really going to have to think about this. We'll do what my dad's parents did and we'll give it a new name every week until one sticks. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah, no, we're taking... I mean, Microsoft is still worth a lot of money. We'll take our cues from them. <laughs> Lunchtime Podcast Series X. Lunchtime 8.1. We'll call it Lunchtime 78 so that it fails quite rapidly in the same vein as Fallout 76 and Cyberpunk 77. Hey. Oh, 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 all right. I got it. Senua's Story Series S lunchtime academy two hyper fighting hyper fighting rising revengeance and knuckles <laughs> over twenty pounds of pussy and ass. I can't believe it's not butter. I can. It's just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just like vegetable fat. It's actually cum. <laughs>
It's jizz, the, 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 the Star Wars mu- genre of music. In the UK, we refer to it as utterly butterly. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it used to be, I can't believe it's not butter. When did it change to utterly butterly? Uh... Wait, they changed the name? They changed the name here, yeah. That, I thought you were doing a fucking, uh, God, you fucking British people. Like, what is with your obsession with things that sound like American baby talk? <laughs> Dude, I fucking, God, like we already dealt with the smack barn pay wet shit. Uh, like I, I remember, I remember when I was, uh, when I was in college and we had an exchange student from Bath and he literally asked, can I blag a fag? And I'm like, you just fucking made that up on the spot, didn't you? That's, this is, this is, this is the, the, that like Australian kind of humor where it's just like, yeah, I'm just lying to you, but there's no punchline. No, 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 Mike, Mike, I'm telling you, it's the mummy dust. It's, 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 it's gotten to us. It's in all of our brains. It's why we voted for Boris Johnson, even though he looks like a weird sort of sack man. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like something from Rayman 3 Hoodlum Havoc. <laughs> Rayman. 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 I think cast iron skillets are a meme, to be honest. People think that that you can use them for absolutely anything or that like it's completely nonstick and you never have to use any fat. And both of those are false statements. People are like, Kazvan, get a cast iron skillet. It'll make you a better cook. Oh, by the way, it doesn't have a handle and you have to pick it up using a fucking... Why would, Why does it not have a handle? Wait, what are you t- yeah, mine has a handle. It has a handle, but it it's made, of, handle, it's but made it's really of metal. Hot. It gets hot, so you have to pick it up using an oven gloven. You get one of them little, uh, little uh, fucking uh, handle yeah, sleeves. Yeah, I have, I have that for mine. We call those condoms. It's a cast iron condom. <laughs> Double bicep front. <sighs> Now, on to the next item on my agenda. In Japanese, banana. Sushi. Fujiyama. Konnichiwa. Ninja. Watashi wa banana ga suki desu. (laughs) 